it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, there it is. Here we go. Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. Big Thursday episode of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not going to be Donald Trump's VP. Wow. Ron DeSantis on the brain. Why? Because he says he wants nothing to do with the gig. Get him out of here. Get him out. We will share the short list of people who could be Trump's number two. Uh, Of course, at some point, that would mean they need to square off in a debate against Kamala Harris. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. A lot of people feel that way, uh, but they're welcome on this show. This is not one of those programs where you got to agree with the host. I'm not an activist. I'm a talk show host. I might be a conservative, but I'm not doing a conservative talk show. I am very much doing an American talk show. Freedom! The point is you're all welcome. Call up, yell at me. I don't care. I'm a former New York City cab driver. That's something I used to getting cut off and shot at in traffic. People rolling down the window. You suck, you jackass. You get that all the time, you know, but we can take it. Uh, We're conversationalists, and you're all welcome to contribute to that conversation. 888-788-9910. 888-788-9910. You know the rules. You could be a Republican. You could be a Democrat, Libertarian. You could be an Independent. The only thing we ever ask is that you don't be a Boom. There it is. Happy Thursday. Champ is fired up. I'll stop tapping my pen now. Somebody sent me a message on Facebook about tapping for real. You know, everyone's always so pleasant on Facebook, like, oh, you know, bought your book, or we love the Saturday Night TV show, or I've been listening to Fox Across America since the day it launched. And then I guess last week I didn't realize I started tapping my pen on the air. And, man, did the messages come in. Somebody ought to belt you in the mouth. Yeah, no, people are fired up about it. So there went my big sponsorship. It's out the window. Gonna have to go back to selling Jenny's feet on OnlyFans, thanks to the Facebook messengers. But as we get underway today and we have this conversation, uh, I am in a caffeinated, peppy mood. I'm in a good mood right now. I mean, I live in America. It's a good reason to be in a good mood. But in the overall scheme of things, I found this news cycle to be pretty entertaining. I'm um, getting ready to go back on the road next week. We'll be in Idaho Falls Friday night. Uh, Saturday, we'll be in Sacramento at the Crest Theater. So Friday night at the Colonial. In Idaho Falls, Saturday night at the Crest in Sacramento, Uh, we have just received formal word that Gavin Newsom is not coming to the show. That's just how white folks will do you. We were back and forth on trying to set up a potential interview with the governor. And if you know anything about me and you know my show, I'm not trying to bring politicians on to attack them, to ruin them. I'm actually just trying to hang with them, even the ones I disagree with. I book a lot of liberals on the show because I think it's important to have the conversation. And I'm very comfortable in the arena of ideas when it comes to standing up for my own views. I don't want to you know, demonize the opposition and shun them into a corner because then we can't have substantive debates. You know, A guy like Gavin Newsom, I'd actually want to have an opportunity to give you the person – 
behind the politics. I know a lot of people listening to the show don't necessarily love California's politics, but California is one of 50 states that make up this great nation. And I don't want to live in an America where we consider entire states our enemy. I certainly don't want to consider their leaders our enemy. So I'm trying to be the adult in the room. Now, I got to be honest, I think we're in a really bad place as a country when the only guy left being an adult in the room is the 47-year-old community college graduate who still plays video games. That can't be good. No, it's not good. Uh, Trump's VP list, it's okay uh, from what we're being told. He did a town hall with Laura Ingram on Tuesday, one hour long. Uh, I normally have a Tuesday night hit on Laura Ingram called What the Fella, and she bumped me for Donald Trump. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Exactly. Good luck getting your ratings back after that one. Bumping Fela for Trump. Are you kidding me? This guy will say anything. Damn right I will. I'm having a good time. It's my show. Uh, but as we talk about Trump, the VP shortlist, he said, you know, at the time, he had a list of people in mind that he thought could potentially be good, one of whom was Tim Scott. Uh, listen, I think a lot of Tim Scott, you've heard him on this show quite a bit. I think Tim Scott has a huge future in the Republican Party because he's the one guy that forces the Democrats into an honest conversation when it comes to racism and their endless weaponization of the race card. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. A lot of people feel that way. But when you see Tim Scott and hear his story, which is very much not about the America we were, but the America we are, what the Democrats are currently doing right now is trying to tell you that America in 2024 is no better than America in 1924 or America in 1824. Joe Biden gave a speech yesterday in his big swing out to California. Biden gave a big speech. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. And he claimed, and we'll get to those comments later in the hour, he claimed that the modern Republicans are worse than the segregationists. Oh, Lordy Lord, he's desperate. I mean, do you know how desperate his internal polls have to be? That he's now trying to tell you Republicans in the modern era where the most tolerant and inclusive society in the world are worse than segregationists. Do you know there's a black man at the top of Donald Trump's VP list? Last I checked, segregationists, not the best with empowering the black community. And Joe Biden would know that because he's a guy who eulogized Strom Thurmond and Robert Byrd. Okay, Robert Byrd a grand dragon in the Ku Klux Klan, Joe Biden, someone who fought against integrated school busing in the 70s. Yeah, knows a lot about segregation, and don't get me wrong, but the idea that there's any comparison to be made between people of the Jim Crow era and the modern Republican Party? <laughs> Clown stuff. But let me hear the uh, Trump take on Tim Scott. It's clip three. What qualities are you looking for in your vice presidential pick? Well, always the first quality has to be somebody that you think will be a good president, because if something should happen, you have to have somebody that's going to be a great president. A lot of people are talking about that gentleman right over there. In a very positive way, Tim Scott, he has been much better for me than he was for himself. I watched his campaign, <laughs> and he doesn't like talking about himself, but boy, does he talk about Trump. Trump's so silly. Tim Scott, I think, you know, if you've heard him on the show before, is a real guy. 
likes to talk about Rocky movies. You know, he flies home and takes his 97-year-old mom to the movies every weekend. It's like really sweet stuff. He's a good guy. He grew up in an impoverished single-parent household in what was the Deep South at a time when it hadn't taken that evolution of the Southern heart as he likes to attribute his success to. Tim Scott would be the greatest thing in this country. I, To be honest with you, I would have been thrilled if he was the Republican nominee, straight up. Because it's really hard for the Democrats to spend an entire year playing the race card if the guy they're playing it against happens to be black. I think Tim Scott is uniquely positioned to move this country in a really healthy direction, if only because we'll have to acknowledge that this whole charade, this whole charade around racism is nothing more than a well-paying grift. The left weaponizes race. Whenever they're losing an argument. Okay, and this idea that we might get back to a place where we stopped looking at everybody through the lens of identity politics, which is just so exhausting. And the reason it's so divisive and stupid is because identity politics is asking you to pretend that we don't all have the same needs. We all have the same needs. Okay, if you want to govern successfully... Just govern successfully. Don't govern on, well, I govern successfully for these people or, you know, Indo-Pacific people. or the, Just govern, you know, good economy, everybody benefits. Low crime, everybody benefits. There's nobody who doesn't benefit if the nationwide crime rate plummets. Nobody. Okay, if you secure the border, there's nobody who doesn't benefit. We have a record level of fentanyl poisoning deaths. When the fentanyl gets into your body, it doesn't ask if you're black or white. It doesn't ask who you voted for. So if you just govern for the whole country, remember that? Good old-fashioned America first. If you just govern on behalf of the whole country, as the country goes, we go. That's the whole point I try to make on my talk show every day. Say, listen, there's a lot of liberals out there. I don't agree with you. I think a lot of you guys are nuts, but I don't hate you. I don't see you as like my enemy or somebody I don't want to be around or... You know, someone who's not a part of this thing. The whole point of America is it was founded by people who didn't agree. That was the point. They recognized we weren't supposed to agree. It wasn't a one-size-fits-all. It was e pluribus unum. Out of many, we are one. Many different ideologies. Be whatever the hell you want. But when push comes to shove, when the money's on the table, when the game's on the line, okay, we're all Americans. That's the point. It's the whole point of the show. Okay, and I look through that lens at politics and say, hey, how can we frame this thing in a way that'll help the whole barnyard jamboree? And I know that's unique to me because I'm new to this game and I'm stupid and I want to help. And I know everybody else is just like, oh, I got a TV show. I got a radio show. I'm out of here. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go spend some of that money. What I'm going to do, you know. My hobbies are fast cars and fast women. Absolutely. I get it. Not me. I'm just wired better, at least for the moment. Maybe it'll all get to me someday. But I root for a guy like Tim Scott. But my question to you is, it doesn't have to be my way. A lot of people call in, they like Christy Nome. okay? I know there's tons of people listening right now in the audience that love Nikki Haley. You are so dumb. You are really dumb, for real. But the point is, everybody has an angle to what the vice president should bring to the ticket. Do they deliver a difficult state? You know what I'm saying? Is there a specific vote? Like Mike Pence was a vital part of Trump's victory in 2016 because he needed to get the support of evangelical voters. 
Traditionally, evangelical voters don't support a guy who's been divorced three times and is known for bragging about his relationships with actual porn stars. Hubba hubba. Okay, maybe. But evangelicals weren't saying hubba hubba out loud. They were like, we're not voting for this. This guy's a foul-mouthed, potty-mouthed heathen. He's been divorced three times. Probably never been to church in his life. We're not voting for this guy. And Pence was like, listen, all of that's true, but... He is going to appoint conservative Supreme Court justices if given the chance he could change the national trajectory on abortion. And for that support, the evangelicals, it was a transactional vote for Donald Trump, but they got what they wanted. Trump came through on the business deal. Again, no late payments. Nobody was defrauded. The New York attorney general will probably charge him $355 million for that. They're like, oh, the guy did keep his promise to the evangelical community we should probably find him uh, and find him convicted of fraud like they tried to do in this stupid new york real estate deal but the point is mike pence was vital to trump's victory in 2016 because he couldn't have won without the evangelical support now i don't know what wing okay of support you think trump needs the most but what i'm going to open this show up to in the next couple of hours we got a busy guest day dave landau's coming by oklahoma senator mark wayne mullen will be here i don't doubt someone from fox who's day drinking at the blarney stone will swing my door open like they always do it's a nice thing about this show you know how seinfeld had kramer where you just like barrel into jerry's apartment that's my show half of my guests are unbooked they just barrel in looking to borrow flour or something <laughs> But my question to you is, who would you make Trump's VP? If you were the guy right now with the binder that was vetting people, who do you think should be Trump's VP? Who do you think would give him the best chance of winning if that's your end goal? 888-788-9910. I'm going to get your calls on this because I really want to see what people think. Because the longer this goes on, okay, the more we realize you know, this primary for all intents and purposes would appear to be over. I know there's this fight, this pipe dream where if he winds up getting convicted of a felony, that opens the door for, I don't know, maybe some other candidate. Wrong. I Honestly, I don't believe that it does. I just, I don't. If 91 indictments didn't do the trick, that means we've really lost faith in the judicial system in this country. And we have. Trump's support not wavering in the face of 91 indictments is not a testament to how bad his voters are or how crazy he is. It's a testament to just how far the integrity of our judicial system has fallen in the public eye. So I don't want to sit here and go, well, we shouldn't be talking about Trump as the nominee. Shouldn't be talking about who his VP is because, you know, that felony could come down and knock him out of the game. I don't think it's happening. I I genuinely don't think it's happening. I believe if they put him under house arrest and he can't campaign, He's going to be doing Zooms from Mar-a-Lago, telling yo mama jokes and making fun of liberals and everything in between. And I think he's going to have a good chance of winning. Okay, but regardless, I do believe he's the nominee. I know there are other people that say that's not the case. You know, Nikki Haley being one of them. Uh, And the reality is I love talking to her and and I love her off the air. I genuinely find her to be invested in this mission in a way that's unique to a lot of politicians. But it doesn't mean she's not becoming Milton from office space where she's been fired from the gig, but she just hasn't gotten home yet.
So we're going to live in a world for the next few hours where Trump has the nomination and he needs a VP. I want to hear what you say. And you can nominate anybody you want. I don't care. I just want to hear your angle. So if it's Tim Scott, if it, it doesn't matter. Okay, it could be Chris Christie for all I can. There's a slob. There's a real slob. All right, but the point is all items are in play, including Nikki Haley. Now get her out. Get her out of here. Tackling issues of the day in an easy way. He's all man. He's a big, strong-looking guy. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Precise, personal, powerful. It's America's weather team in the palm of your hands. Get Fox weather updates throughout your busy day every day. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. You've just clinched the Republican nomination. You are Donald Trump. Who would your VP be? Mark starts us off in Michigan. Yo, Mark. Hey, how's it going? It's going, man. Congrats on winning the nomination. Well, you know, here's the thing. You know, you take one of the most racist people in the history of this country that's been in Congress, and that's been Joe Biden. Yep. Look what he look what he did to Clarence Thomas during those hearings. Mm-hmm. So I think Byron Davis or Tim Scott would be both great options because yeah. they have the experience and everything else. But, you know, yesterday when I saw this list come out, mm-hmm. I had a wild thought in my mind. Give it to me. When I saw the Tulsi Gabbard name, I thought, mm-hmm. okay, that's a little outside the box. Mm-hmm. But then I thought, okay, what about somebody like Joe Manchin, who's been kind of thrown out of the Democrats? Yeah. Was kind of relatively independent and he he's energy dominated kind of like trump's you know Mm. thought process yeah so i i think that would be kind of a wild card name out there Uh uh-huh uh listen mansion's good um i i think the challenge for trump for real is he needs to align with something that's perceived to be a weakness. Now, the truth is he's increasing his support amongst black voters. He is. That's why I think Tim Scott is great. I mean, Byron Donalds is phenomenal, like a world-class communicator, and I think he would be the most lethal pick. I don't know that he has the national name recognition yet of Tim Scott, but Tim Scott's also not like a household name. So I could see it go either way. But Manchin, I, to, to be honest with you, if he picks Manchin, it's just because he's really trying to piss off the Democrats, which I, th- <laughs> I think we're already there. So I don't know right. that we'd, we'd get it. But I, I like where your head is at because the truth is Trump is a deal maker. And if Trump pitches himself as somebody who just wants to focus on deliverables, then a guy like that ain't a bad pick. Uh, I'll see how it holds up, though. You went first. We have a lot of calls to take. So uh, we'll keep tally for you. We'll see if you get Manchin seconded. All right, Mark? All right. I appreciate it. Great call, brother. You have a great day. Mark comes in and says, we got to go with Joe Manchin. He was thinking outside the box. I respect it. Uh, But I get why it's on your brain, because any Joe would be better than Joe Biden. I agree with that. Well, we'll see what the callers think. 888-788-9910, your VP nominee, when we come back on Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. 
doing the dang thing. 888-788-9910. I am in New York for one more weekend. Uh, We'll be hosting Fox News Saturday night this weekend. And then I'm back out on the road. And you will see me Friday, March the 1st in Idaho Falls. uh, Saturday, March the 2nd in Sacramento. If you want to be at the first leg of the Everybody Calm Down Tour from there. Uh, You should know really quickly before we get back to the phones. We are in Fort Lauderdale at the Amaturo Theater Friday, March 8th. And then we're down in Ponte Vedre Saturday, March 9th. And then, of course, March 29th, the Helena Civic Center in Helena, Montana. March 30th, the the Fox Theater in Spokane. Uh, Tickets for those shows and every other show I'm doing at foxacrossamerica.com. So if you want to go to, you know, Federal Way outside of Seattle, you want to go to the Egyptian Theater in Boise, the Mars Music Hall in Huntsville, Alabama, the Wetzel Performing Arts Center in Sarasota, the Plaza Live in Orlando, Hey Girl, the Schubert Theater in Boston, the, man, oh boy, the Majestic in Dallas. We got a lot happening. The point is, I'm going to be everywhere this summer, uh, but the tickets are all in the same location, foxacrossamerica.com. If I didn't list your city, it's because there's too many to get to because we got a lot of people on hold who want to pick a vice president, so I'm going to get back to doing my real job, which is hosting this show. 888-788-9910 if you have a VP pick. Jennifer batting leadoff. She is in Virginia. Hey, girl. Hey there. Thanks for taking the call. For sure. Um, we're keeping a tally over here. So far, I've got a one. I, I've got a guy who gave me a Tim Scott and a Joe Manchin. Uh, we spend more time talking Manchin. So so far, I say Manchin's in the lead. Who are you putting on the board, girlfriend? Uh, Scott for sure is up there, and I know that he would never pick her. But I think that I mean Haley is going to be a huge um, person. Just not sure that she'll ever make his um, ticket, given how things are going now. Yeah. But you know, coming from a purple state, a mm-hmm. female, a mom, I'm a doctor. I got to tell you, moderates are going to decide this. And so you need somebody who isn't as polarizing as like um, yep. as a, you know, gnome is. You mm-hmm. need some moderate coverage there to kind of balance him out because there's a lot of me out there that want the moderate to be in there with him. You know what point you're making, too, which is a brilliant point, Jennifer? This is probably the first presidential election in history where the vice president in Haley's case would probably have a better chance in the general election than the guy at the top of the ticket, in theory, because of what you just Mm -hmm. said with moderates and women. So it is interesting. I think that might seal the argument right then and there. If you've got somebody who actually fills in the blank in those areas, uh, it'll be interesting to see if your idea gains any support. But I'm, I'm behind it. I actually think it's pretty sharp. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I love, you know, Scott, because I think that I, um, I think if you can pull the Democrat vote either from any of um, the black population or like um, the female population, either which way, yeah. you're going to pull their vote. Yeah. So I think you guys got to be mindful of that. I think that that's where they're missing. And I think that that's a huge um, demographic that I feel um, in my life that yeah. we just want more of that representation. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I'll vote for Trump again no matter what. Uh-huh. But I wish that we could pull that moderate closer in. Yeah, because it's going to decide this thing. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. if he comes down to a female vice president, I would nominate you. You sound like you could do it. Could you do the gig? Yeah, you know, I got it. I got a two-year-old that I got to manage, so oh, wow. I'll be doing that. Yeah, but well, listen, there's there's a lot of two-year-olds in Washington. Yeah, to go back to <laughs> lots of kids, but you know, all right, lots F- of patients to see. Fair, all right. I'll let you get back to Yo Gabba Gabba. I'll handle the presidency. Okay. Good stuff, Jennifer. Okay. Thank you. Brilliant call. Uh, the great Jennifer. She says she doesn't want the gig. She's like, no, she's got a two-year-old kid, and you know what? If I had a two-year-old kid, I wouldn't be vice president either. I'd go hang out with the kid. It's a lot of fun. 
Having a two-year-old is actually fantastic. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Whatever. That was a cheap shot. Back to the phones. Gary in Clearwater Beach, Florida. Gary. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. You know, I missed you when you were down here the last time, and I got a great venue for you, the Capitol Theater. Holds about 25 people, so it'll fit everybody you know. (laughs) And uh, actually, the Capitol Theater would be a great spot. It holds... uh, Holds quite a few hundred people and would be a great place. Is that in but Clearwater? When you get down here. Is that out, a- out in Clearwater? Yeah, it's actually part of the Ruth Eckerd Hall and all those buddy, places there. Buddy, it's just to show you how out to lunch you are, my man. Because you know I love you. Yeah. I sold out the Capitol Theater in June. I was there. No. Yes, I was. Me and Kennedy. We mm. sold it out. It was nuts. Get out. I didn't. I didn't even know. How See? about that? I didn't believe it. I didn't even know. Well, it's not my I'm fault. I'm just drop over the bridge, too. Oh, we could have been hanging out this whole time. You could have been. Me and Kennedy had a sunburnt orange aftermarket Dodge Challenger that was 650 horsepower. And we only know that because three different state troopers explained it to us on the side of the highway. But uh, we'll be back if they allow us back into the area. So maybe you can make the, the sequel. Uh, who's oh, your yeah, VP, Garrett? Who's your VP? Oh, it, it, without a doubt, it's Tim Scott. My, my thinking is this. We need somebody who will class up the joint, okay? Yeah. Because Trump definitely will not class up the joint. And I always look at it as you have to have somebody uh, that people think better of. Mm-hmm. And I think people think better of Tim Scott. I don't think people think that he'd make a great president at this time. I mm-hmm. think he's, you know, they always say he's too nice to be president, but you know what? He'll make a great vice president and he'll definitely even the playing field out for Trump. Yeah. No, I I think he'd be I think he would be super helpful. What do you think of the DeSantis comment that he wouldn't do the gig? Do you believe that? I don't believe it, but you know, I I think DeSantis I, I, wants I, to be his own man, meaning he just wants to I wait for twenty eight, which I respect that because he's such a good governor. And if I had his record for because he does have he really does have a great record. If I had his record, I'd wait around. I'd wait till twenty twenty eight. You know what? He needs he needs four years to develop a uh, a a better personality for the gig. All right, no. All right, wait, maybe that too. But uh, all right, you got tickets to the Capitol Theater if we make it back down there. We'll pick you up in the Challenger, awesome, Gary. Man. Good call, brother. There he goes, the great Gary. Michael is in Valdosta, Georgia. Michael! Hey, Jimmy. Wow. <laughs> the best bumper music on the radio. Playing Daft Punk. Holy no. cow, but you have to put up with the host. We're not messing know. around. That's the enough out of you. How do you awesome. get through the call screeners as effectively as you do? I have about 50 people on hold, and I see Michael at the top of the queue. Who do you have naked pictures of that works at Fox News? And can hey, I buy them? Hey, hey. Hey, now, <laughs> the same ones that you got that gig. Yeah, that you, too. <laughs> all right. Well, in that case. All right. Tim Scott. I love Tim Scott, buddy. But I want Tim Scott to be the new majority leader of the Senate. Ooh. I think that's where he can be most effective. All right. So 
I'm not writing him off. I got a better job for him. Okay. I listened to a Florida radio station in the morning, and I haven't heard you say this, but they were saying that your buddy and, and great guest, Byron Donalds, is on the short list. Wow. I want him for VP. What wow. do you think about that? Byron, can they're I tell talking about it in Florida. Can I tell you something? <laughs> I'll, I, honestly, yeah. I'll never get into politics, and I'm not kidding when I say that I wouldn't pass the background check for real. Um, but the reason I want to get into politics for real is because I know if you're we need good communicators and where Byron Donald would yep. be so effective is he's a really good communicator, like really yep. good. Like he's super smart. He's super credible, but he can speak like as he does on this show. He kind of I'm not saying he speaks like me because I'm kind of goofy, but he speaks like me in the fact that he's very direct and efficient. And I think he would be yep. tremendous on the campaign trail. Well, I, yeah, I, I don't know what they know in Florida, but they, they, people were calling in. I'm glad he's on the list. Oh, he would be great. I mean, they think he is. So uh, God bless them. I hope they're right. Yeah, he, w he would be devastating for the Democrats because it's really impossible to play the race card against him because he's not performative. Like, he's very dismissive of stuff. Tim Scott, who's great. Uh, is also he's kind of like a theatrical speaker and it doesn't necessarily confront the attack head on. I think as a counterpuncher, I yeah. think Byron would be better in that role. Michael, you might have started a movement here. They're listening in Mar-a-Lago. Uh, hey, we'll see you, buddy. Yeah, congrats. We'll he got by the screeners again. I don't know how the hell this is happening. Joel is in Sarasota, Florida. Joel, I'm heading there. Yo, Joel. My man. Can't wait to can't wait to get tickets to come see the show, man. Oh. Looking forward to it. Gonna be nuts. May eleventh. May eleventh. We are at the Wetzel Performing Arts Center, right there in Sarasota. Let's go. Uh, oh, absolutely. Oh, I and can't I'm wait. Bring in my book. I want a physical signature, buddy. Oh, okay. I dig it. Uh, that's absolutely everybody who has a book in there. And if people are listening that don't have a book, they will be selling them at these events too. And if you buy one, obviously I'll sign them just the same. So that's good. Yeah. Thanks for the heads up. Who is the VP, my man? I, you know what, Jimmy, I thought about it and I thought about it and Hey, look, I agree. Tim Scott, definitely great for the ticket, but you know what? I think cat Tim or Kennedy would be a better pick. <laughs> Joel, are you coming from a daytime strip club by any chance? Oh, man, I got caught at Emerald City again. You got people <laughs> following me, man. <laughs> I only say it because I they are both brilliant women, but I feel from the tone of this that you're not recommending them for their academic contributions and their libertarianism. Ooh. For their comedy, because we need more comedy than we need seriousness. Fair. Okay, fair. So you think just to loosen things up a little bit, you put a female in there who's very sharp, who you've never even noticed their looks, to be clear. <laughs> there you I, go. I forget to put my contacts in when I watch Gutfeld and you, Jimmy, well, on yeah. Saturday night. Definitely leave them out for me. Uh, great call, my man. I will see you down in Sarasota, and I'll tell Kennedy uh, to get her speech ready. Absolutely. Hey, and a shout-out to the original SIPs of Long Island, buddy. <laughs> well said. All right, I'll see you soon. The great Joel down in Sarasota, Florida. Says Kennedy should be on the uh, Kennedy would be great with in terms of like the spending and stuff in Washington. Thanks, big government weenuses. She, you know, she'd get their attention. Uh, 
I could get behind those. Uh, more of your calls. Uh, Rick is in Rome, New York, upstate. Yo, Rick. Hey, Jimmy. You uh, own this. You own Rome and Utica, New York. Yeah, I did damn right. These are my people. Utica Greens. This is where <laughs> it all goes down. That's right. I got a good pick, I think. Give it to me. Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Ooh. I think she'd be great. You get the evangelical vote. You get the Southern vote. You get the women vote. You get the moderate. I, I like it. Ooh, I got to tell you something, man, because she's worked with him as the as the press secretary and she is a governor. So she has a little more political experience now. I think she'd be formidable. Like, I think she'd be a really good debater. And maybe she helps the women issue, you know, because we spoke to that earlier uh, about the fact that Nikki Haley's helpful with women and moderates. Uh, Sarah Huckabee was good with moderates. That'd be a win. Uh, Listen, you might get a you might get a, a free play to Utica Greens out of this deal by the end of the day. Stay Sounds tuned. great, Jimmy. Get back up here again, would you? Oh, I'm coming, man. We're going to work it out. Uh, uh, everybody over at WIBX, the logistical team that does the planning, uh, we're trying to get it done. And we're going to come up and sell some books and tell some jokes, the whole barnyard jamboree. So thanks, Rick. I'll see you up there. Love it. See you in the 315. Uh, 888-788-9910. More of your calls after this. It's the number one children's show in the country. He's a lot better at radio than he is being a dad. Oh, snap. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I am, of course, doing the damn thing here at Fox News headquarters in New York City. We are taking a trip across the country now to Ventura, California, where Robert is standing by with a VP pick. Yo, Robert. Jimmy. My man. How you doing, buddy? I am a big fan of yours. I just discovered you about three months ago. Oh, get out. And my life has changed ever since. I watch your show every Saturday night. Wow. Um, and uh, I've not missed a show, and I love it. That's a big um, deal, Robert. Three months is about as long as the average fan lasts. So you're right in that sweet spot. <laughs> this, this time next month, you're like, you got to lose weight, you know. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I'm out here in Ventura, California. By the way, let me tell you that all of California is not ruined. It's beautiful here still. Yes. Newsom has not ruined our beautiful county. We're uh, just about 30 minutes uh, south of Santa Barbara. So it's beautiful Ooh, here. Pretty. And um, Can I ask you a quick I question? My... Quick question. Yes. Have you been to that Santa Barbara Zoo? I have. It's gorgeous. Like everyone goes it to is... the San Diego Zoo, but me, Jenny, and Lincoln went to the Santa Barbara Zoo. It was incredible. Oh, it is great. I take my grandkids there. I took my kids there when they were young. Oh, yeah. Good for you. The only disappointment for real, Robert, is I was thinking they might have Michael Jackson's chimp bubbles, and uh, I was sorely (laughs) mistaken. No bubbles. No bubbles. But uh, Hey, Jimmy, I, yeah, I got to say real quick, mm-hmm. um, my full-time job, I work for the biggest on-time, online retailer in the world. I won't even say their name. <laughs> but as my second job, because I'm so broke with this economy, I drive for Lyft. Okay, but let me tell you what, on mm-hmm. Saturday nights, there are no rides given by me from uh, 7 to 8, buddy. <laughs> there you go. I finally found a loyal viewer. It took a few weeks on the air, Robert. This matters, and I thank you for that. That matters. Okay, with, without further ado, now that you've buttered me up, I feel like you're going to give me a controversial vice presidential nominee, or are you going to give me a good one? Who is it? Well, I'll tell you what. Right now, I'm going to go with DeSantis. Okay. Okay, Tim Scott is a very close second, but mm-hmm. I would go with DeSantis right now. I think he's got the most experience. He's got the most focus. 
And that that's kind of where I'm leaning right Listen, now. But he, you know, he, I can be I can be swayed. All right. Well, he's got the best record of governance of anybody. You know, like he could do the job. He could be the president in a second, and I think he'd do a great job. So I think this is fine analysis. I don't think it's as good as your TV analysis. I think that's where your real future is. Uh, I think you have excellent taste in television, uh, and I am honored uh, that you run fair free for one hour for Fox News Saturday night. I'll do my best to give you a shout out this weekend, Robert. I really appreciate the call, man. I would love that. Thank you so much, Jimmy. You're, you you make my day and you make me laugh. All right, well, we'll find Bubbles the Chimp and you'll be on my, my short VIP list, okay? See you soon. <laughs> right. Thanks, Thanks, Robert. Man. The great Robert in Ventura, California. He says DeSantis is the guy. Uh, Juan in Wilmington, North Carolina. We'll go down south. Yo, Juan. Hey, Jimmy. How are you, my friend? My man, I'm doing it. I, I love this whole idea that we're all pretend president for a day. We need to pick a VP. Do you think, first uh, and foremost, before you give me your pick, would you be a decent president? Uh, unfortunately not, because I'm a naturalized American citizen, Army veteran. I wasn't born here, so I wouldn't qualify. All right. But if I could pull some strings, could you do the job? Yeah, change the Constitution. That would be great. <laughs> Listen, it's better than what they're doing, which is just trampling it right now on the left. Exactly. Anything, <laughs> anything is possible. Who's the well, VP? Listen, as to, uh, I got a few points I want to bring to you uh, briefly. Number one, my candidate, I think, and this is giving me some thought, is Tulsi Gabbard. And here are my reasons. I got seven points. Number one, she's paramilitary. Not that I'm biased mm, because I'm like paramilitary that. myself. She's also a minority because she's a Hawaiian descent, and she's a female. So she will attract a lot of the female and suburban voters. Also, she has experience of being a prior congresswoman, mm -hmm. and also she's an independent, and she's got name recognition. For all those reasons, I think that she would be an ideal candidate for Trump. Well, plus, she has been on TV with me a bunch of times. Don't you consider that a bonus? Well, that's the deal breaker right there, bro. <laughs> oh, that's enough out of you, Juan. Uh, I love your points. I love your logic. Thanks for the call. Get him out of here. Yeah, 888-788-9910. I'm spilling this conversation into the next hour. We will get to everybody on hold, uh, and we will find out who the VP should be. If you're keeping score at home right now, Tim Scott has got a narrow lead uh, over Byron Donalds and Ron DeSantis, Tulsi Gabbard with two as well. So we're going to keep scoring. Get on the phone. Let us know who it should be next. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Back in action for a big hour of Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Your home for top shelf radio in a bottom feeding political world. Country is being destroyed by stupid people, by very stupid people. A lot of dummies in Washington. Uh, the race is on to replace the current crop. Uh, with a new crop that we hope will do a little bit better. Uh, we're very much talking about the 2024 general election. The question I posed to the audience earlier was if Donald Trump does clinch the nomination, which by and large most people expect him to do, who should his vice presidential running mate be? As we go back to the phones in this hour, uh, Tim Scott holds a slight lead over Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, and we've got Byron Donalds also trending well. And uh, oddly enough, some support for Kennedy and Kat Timpf. That's stupid. Use your common sense. No, they're both fantastic people that I love doing TV and radio with. However, 
I don't know that either of them is in the market for the Bryce presidential gig. Uh, that being said, all your support and suggestion is welcome. So 888-788-9910. You know the only rule on the show. We're not going to sit here and listen to you bad mouth the United States of America. Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, you could be a member of the Whig Party. We don't care. Just be in on the joke. If you live here, you have it good. And we need a nominee. We need an election outcome that is better for all of us, not for specific sects of the identity politics, you know, mindset. Okay, a good America means everybody wins. A bad America means everybody loses. So we just need capable, competent people because I got to be honest with you. There's nobody in this current administration that has a clue. I'm Kamala Harris, and I approve this message. I don't doubt that she does. Back to the phones we go. Patty is down in Florida. Patty. Good morning. Hey, girl. Well, it's actually good afternoon. Yeah, it actually is. Um, it's, yeah. Well, uh-uh. Okay, we, we love you. We watch you on Fox. We watch your show. Oh, wow. we, lo- we love you. Thank you. Congratulations on your new show. That's awesome. Um, I just want to cast my vote because... I think Tulsi Gabbard Ooh. would be the perfect VP. Um, she has no affiliation anywhere, really. She's kind of middle of the line. She could get some women, yep. um, maybe from the independents. Um, we love Ron. We're in Florida, and we mm-hmm. love Ron. Okay. But he committed to Florida to be our governor. Yeah. We don't really want to give him up, and I think he's going to lose votes because there's a lot of Floridians that feel that way. Fair. Um, he committed— and we don't we don't think he should be running around, you know, okay. trying to be the president. He can his time will come. Yep. Um, uh, we love Christy Nome. Mm-hmm. Christy Nome loves South Dakota and she is committed to them. Mm-hmm. Tulsi is really wise mm-hmm. and very middle of the road yeah. when she speaks. Mm-hmm. She gives she gives very precise, clear yep. um She's a good communicator. About what she's saying. Yeah. Yeah, she's a great communicator. And she's not one of those women that's like all over the road. Well, can I tell you this too? If she was the VP and had to debate Kamala, she really did wipe the floor with Kamala in the second presidential debate in 2020. Um, She was the end of Kamala's, you know, presidential ambitions because Nikki really took her out. Um, So in that regard, I think she'd be great for the ticket. Uh, I'd be sad to see her leave the Fox orbit because Tulsi's a lot of fun. <laughs> she, she's fun to have yeah, around. There's other Fox people I'd give you a lot easier than Tulsi, but I don't doubt well, you she know would what? be great. She, she would be actually doing things yeah. as a VP. Yeah, exactly. that would give you more news. Imagine that. Yeah, I'd love to have her in charge That's of the close. border instead of Kamala. Uh, Patty, no, great call. I, I I appreciate you well, checking in, girlfriend. Go ahead. You might call. And we, like I said, we love you. We love oh, everybody on Fox and – you know, just uh, just keep doing what you're doing. Get that voice out. And, <laughs> Thank you. And get everybody on board. This you, country you, needs to get back to where we were. Do, so do we ever? Um, so yeah. Thank you for right. my call. Rock and roll. We got to clone Patty. Uh, Patty says she loves me. She loves everybody at Fox. I don't even love everybody at Fox, Patty. I'm like, you know, it's about. 73% of the people here are fantastic. I kid. You guys are great. 888-788-9910. I am heading out to the Egyptian Theater in Boise, Idaho. Uh, I've been talking the gig up quite a bit because it's a return engagement. 
I love Boise. Like, I'm very pro-Boise. I love the town. Last year, I took a drive over to Boise from Bend, Oregon in the high desert. It was one of the best road trips I've ever taken in my life. Uh, I liked it so much that on April the 6th, I'll be back at the Egyptian in Boise. Uh, Daniel's currently outside the box office sleeping in line to get tickets. Correct, Daniel? Daniel! (laughs) How you doing, man? Good, buddy. So I want to say Jimmy Fallon for vice president whoa 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 seriously this is this is not a job interview but i tell me if i don't think like you you just stole my line i had to scratch out mop the floor with kamala harris so (laughs) tulsi gabbard for all the reasons that juan said but she's a damn good speaker number two would be byron donalds okay but again i think trump's gonna get a lot more black vote but i think tulsi gets women she gets black vote now if if uh bird brain would drop out already she would be very useful because of the the abortion is going to be a big thing yeah listen but I, you know, I love i love what's her name stefanik is nails she's she tough i i think she'd have a harder time though because she comes off as more of an extremist than a moderate yeah you know well, let me say one last thing jamie before mm-hmm. i go because i love you man i really oh, do you know you know the reason you have kennedy and not to tell you and and uh, what's her name you have the, the lawyer uh, what's her name emily campagna yeah, because they're very bright, and they allow you not to be the smartest guy in the room for two seconds. You know? <laughs> Listen, that doesn't yeah, take I mean, a lot of effort. I'm a, I, you know, I'm a truck driver, but I'm not a dummy. But that's why you have them on there. They're very entertaining. Cat Temp, I could take for about 35 seconds. But uh, <laughs> Campania would, be, would be awesome, but I honestly think it's T- Tulsi Gabbard. You know, Candace Owens, you know, black, smart, but just too opinionated to me. People turn off. Uh, what's her name? The governor up there. Yeah. She's Pretty Chrissy like Nome. So you're a Tulsi. Yeah, you're but, going Tulsi first, and you say Byron second? And, and one last thing, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Remember what he did to Hawaii. Yeah. Okay, we might get Hawaii. Then people are pissed off. They would all vote for Tulsi Gabbard. Okay, yeah. I'm telling you right now, you, sweet, you might flip Hawaii, believe it or not, because I got a lot of relatives there still. They're pissed off. Not He should have given them nothing after them fires. Worse, worse than $700 is a slap in the face. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that entirely. So I think, I, honestly, I think Tulsi does represent a unique, a unique lane for him. It'd be interesting to see uh, what he does. Absolutely. She's on the list. Absolutely. Well, if he heard this call, I don't think he has a choice, Daniel. Great analysis. And remember, I, I still want to work for you. I'm the ex-taxi driver in Vegas, ex-limo driver. I'll be a, a call screener. Yeah. I shot down jets for the Navy. I've done it all. Wow. Bankrupt, heart stop last year. You Listen, you're, you're, name, you're way overqualified for this show, dude. Keep doing what you're doing, Daniel. We love you. Oh, too funny. Uh, talking about your VP nominees, Gary is up in Vermont on WVMT. Gary! Gary, do we realize that Trump is only looking for two qualities in the VP pick. That's unwavering loyalty mm-hmm. and not a hint of flamboyance because Trump wants all that for himself. <laughs> he won't be up he will not be upstaged. He wants low key, and that's Tim Scott. So you say Tim Scott should be the nominee because he's not gonna out entertain Trump? Yeah, I mean that's what Trump's looking for. He he wants. I mean, look at Pence. Why 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 else would he? <laughs> Wait, are you Pence? telling me Pence wasn't the life of the party? I mean, I like Pence because while he was VP, he he vacationed here in Vermont, yeah. so wow. that was a plus for Pence. Okay, but um, but you say you know, Scott. But Tim Scott is loyal and he's low key. He's, I mean, the man's boring. Let's face it, but he's he's got a good message. No, he does. And. Um, that's what that's what Trump's looking for. He doesn't want anybody who's going to share the the 
the limelight with him. Yeah, no. He, you, want, he wants it all. Yeah, you make it. No, you make a good point when it comes to that, is he wants to be the star. He wants to be the face of the operation. Uh, right. So you're right. Maybe it is. To, uh, listen, I love what Tim Scott brings to the conversation, so I'd be thrilled if he was the VP. Uh, I'd but be right, happy with him. Yeah, right. Well, right now he's tied with Tulsi, so let's keep scoring it, Gary. Good stuff, man. I appreciate right. you taking the time. See you, brother. Uh, Corey is out in Philadelphia in the 215. Corey. Hey, Jimmy. My man. Hey, Tulsi's got to be the pick, and here's why. Ooh. The Democrats are going to weaponize abortion in this upcoming election. So mm-hmm. if Trump makes her the czar of women's health, he can almost take it off of his plate and say, hey, listen, we're going to solve this issue. Not only are we going to do better than replace Roe v. Wade, we're going to have a better thing. We're going to have Trump care for women or whatever it is, however yeah. he can sell it or spin it. But if he puts her as the czar of women's health care and she can do something mm-hmm. where Kamala can't do anything as the czar of the border, I yeah. think that um, it'll be a, a, a great lane for him to try to skate in. Wow. And not just that. I want to watch Tulsi debate Kamala three, <laughs> at least once, if not three times. And I want to watch that with Kennedy and Kat Tim. <laughs> well, listen, there's a good chance it'll happen if you have beer. Oh, I don't drink. I got some other stuff, but. No, no, no. <laughs> well, then you got Kat for sure. Uh, I'll work on Kennedy. Uh, Corey, excellent analysis. I, I thank you for this. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard now in the lead. Uh, let's go to Liz in Utica, WIBX territory. Hey, Liz. Hi, Jimmy. How are you? Better now, girlfriend. You know I like the uh, 315 area code quite a bit. We love you here. Oh. And um, do you get sick of how many times people say, Jimmy, we love you, we love you? Uh, no, because I don't believe them. This is the thing. <laughs> we is... do. We do. You're the best. I, it's, I... A very hard, it's a very hard pick. There are so many. They're, they're all good. But I would have to say I am putting Tim Scott first, oh. Halsey second, but I really like Byron, too. Mm-hmm. So you're going Tim Scott in the lead. I am. Wow. So it's tied but right now. But I love Tulsi, too. Okay. So it, it would seem like no matter who we're talking about, whether it's Tim Scott, whether it's Byron, whether it's Tulsi, whether it's Sarah, that anyone's better than Kamala. Would you not? There's no one on this list that you wouldn't take over Kamala, correct? I could take on Kamala. <laughs> but I say that the reason it's so significant is because given the age of these two presidents, the vice presidents are going to get scrutinized in a way that they don't normally, you know, because the yeah. And if, yeah. And if we're going with who I, who would I rather see debate Kamala? Then I would put Tulsi first before Scott because I think yeah, she's going to rough her up. Yeah, she would. I think she would rough her up. Must see TV. Very smart. Well, if that happens, I'll drive up to Fat Cats and you and me can watch it together. <laughs> I love it. Oh, Liz, you're the best girlfriend. I'll see you back in the neighborhood. There she, Bye, Jimmy. Bye-bye. Miss you already. The great Liz. Uh, quick break. We're getting to all your calls after this. A show with substance and style. This is my oldest guy in the boy band look. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. He's a good-looking Italian. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, Diamond Dave Landau around the corner. Right now, we're getting back to your calls, text, tweets, carrier pigeons, 
Smoke signals if Elizabeth Warren is listening. So silly, Jimmy. Uh, Who should be Trump's VP if he wraps up the nomination this weekend? Uh, Right now, a dead heat between Tulsi and Tim Scott. Uh, We go down to West Palm Beach, Florida, where Patrick could change things. Patrick. Hey, Jimmy, how you doing? I'm doing, man. We got a pretty good, healthy dialogue going here. Um, What is the, I mean, what's the West Palm crowd thinking? You're very close to Mar-a-Lago. You might know things. (laughs) Well, uh, yeah, uh, I absolutely love the idea of Tim Scott, but uh, your comment earlier got me thinking a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you said that we can have differing opinions but uh, still be able to talk, mm-hmm. uh, there was a time in the country when we used to, uh, you know, pick our vice president by whoever the losing opponent was. So uh-huh. um, thinking about that, what about Joe Manchin to help bridge the divide in the country? Whoa! I, listen, I love the idea of a moderate Democrat. I don't think that's bad. Like if Trump was running on sort of a unity ticket because he takes away the argument about him being divisive. I think the problem exactly. is – I think it's great. Like, I think in terms of fixing the country, it's great. I think the problem they'll have winning the election is the Democrats are just going to howl that it's two racist white guys. And I'm not sure if they can overcome that, you know, because most of the Democratic platform between now and Election Day is going to be based on calling us Klan members. You know, it's sad that this is what it's come to. But that's where I think a Tulsi or a Tim Scott helps push back. But uh, find out what they're saying in Mar-a-Lago. You're right down the block. Go to Wawa, get a Slurpee, and head over the canal. All right, I'll report back and let you know how it goes at the gate. You now have (laughs) – I have a bad feeling about how it's going to go at the gate. But let's see. Maybe you can exceed (laughs) expectations. Good luck, Patrick. Thank you, brother. Uh, Patrick throws another card on the board for Joe Manchin and the possibility of a unity ticket. Matthew in Hiram, Utah. Matthew. Hey, how's it going, Jimmy? Good, man. I'm going to be uh, a long line. Yeah, I'll say no, it's nuts right now. How far are you from uh, Salt Lake City? Uh, About 45 minutes to an hour, depending if I'm driving or my wife. I'm flying in there next Friday morning uh, on my way up to Idaho Falls. So, you dude, might... I wish I could see you in Idaho Falls. That's, oh. I got a sister up there. Oh, get out. Yeah, it's good hang up That'd there. Awesome to see you. Well, you might see me screeching up Route 15, you know. So you never we go know. through Hiram, you know, All stop right. by and use one of my vending machines. Hey, man, now you're talking. Uh, who's the who's the VP? Honestly, I kind of go with the last guy that just stalked um, part of putting everything together. I don't think we should go with the loser because um, the biggest loser would be hmm. Biden, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I think uh, Robert Kennedy Jr., mm. you know, RFK. I really think they're both – they both hate the establishment of, like – or, or at least the government and how corrupt it's gotten, mm-hmm. you know. And if there's two guys that have the most fury in their heart for it, it's going to be the two of them. Yeah. You know, and I know he's got different beliefs on guns and abortions and stuff like that. But I think this presidency really needs to be focused on hitting a hard political restart on our government and getting us back to where we need to be before we're going to have some real problems. Wow. No, I I agree that we're really in a bad spot right now. So I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be against it. Kennedy, RFK Jr. has previously said he wouldn't be Trump's VP. But I think everybody says that until they're offered the job. You know what I'm saying? 
Everybody said that, you yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, everyone says, "Oh no, I won't take a million dollars till I do that." Until yeah. Yeah. all of a sudden, oh, <laughs> until here, somebody's offering you a million dollars. Yeah, here's the case, and we're walking away. You know, so, yeah. oh, well, okay. You know. Think about that. <laughs> Mo- most of the things people say, like I wouldn't do that for a million dollars, they'd actually do for ten thousand dollars when you boil it Which down. Is <laughs> right, right. Good but human yeah, no, nature. I, I right really there. think. Good. I really think uh, Robert would be, would right. be great. And it would show, like, you can have confidence as an 80-year-old. You know, it's not just an old guy. No, he's on the board. I, I Listen, I think it's a pick. I'm going to see what people th- – I think it's it, it's going to work. I'm going to buy a Twix in your vending machine now. Brilliant call, Matthew. Perfect. Be My well best seller, man. Thanks, Jimmy. <laughs> I'll see you soon. Uh, we're 50 seconds out on a commercial break. If anyone can handle it, it's Wally in St. Petersburg Beach, Florida. Because Wally's a guy I've met. <laughs> oh, I'm not afraid to hang up on him if I need to. Wally, what do you know? Who's the pick? Jimmy, let me uh, let me just go with reestablishing what the founding fathers wanted, and I'm going to pick Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> I don't believe you. You bring hey, that's Andrew. Andrew Johnson was Abraham Lincoln's Democratic <laughs> vice president. Yep, and that was the, what the founding fathers told us what was going to happen with political parties. It's happening. But and, for everybody listening, before I get sent into the penalty box uh-huh. for my pick, she's very sharp. She's elderly, sharp, and female. And <laughs> and lastly, I'm adding two stops to your Ponte Vedra tour date, Daytona Bike Week, and also St. Augustine, the oldest Catholic church in North America. Oh, all right, Wally, we'll talk. Uh, great call all as right, always. Buddy. And don't sleep on Pelosi. Anyone who knows her says she was an excellent waitress at the Last Supper. That experience could qualify her to serve the country well. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We have been taking your calls, text, tweets, carrier pigeons, whatever you're into. Opened a few messages inside bottles. We're trying to figure out who Trump's vice presidential running mate should be. Uh, Keeping score right now, Tim Scott, Tulsi Gabbard in the lead. Joe Manchin somehow uh, picking up two votes as well. Byron Donalds with two to boot. Surprisingly, not one vote cast for my next guest, uh, Diamond Dave Landau. Uh, Do you feel shunned by the American people? What do you attribute this to, man? Uh, Yes, I do, Sugar Bear. Um, (laughs) I... I think they feel that I lack the experience, but what they don't understand is uh, I don't lack the gratitude. (laughs) Well, to be clear, uh, if people want to show their gratitude, uh, they can see you in Saratoga Springs. You're at the New York, the the Comedy Works in Saratoga Springs this weekend up in New York? Yes, uh, Friday and Saturday. Ooh. Now, honestly, I do believe, for real, because you think about this, if you're going to be Trump's running mate, I think Trump needs somebody Trumpy. I had a call earlier who said that they want Trump wants Tim Scott because he doesn't want anybody to outshine him. But I think whoever Trump's running mate is going to be is going to get attacked so intensely. Don't you need to be good at crowd work to be Trump's VP? Oh, you have to be at least a good opening act with a solid 15. Yeah. No, no. I, I mean it. So what I'm what I'm saying is we joke about someone like you or me being a vice president, like the running mate. Obviously, you know, people aren't going to let us be president because they have a thing called background checks. But, yes, but you know, we're, we're going to run into a little problem uh, in the late 90s, early aughts. It's probably going to slow down the campaign for a few weeks. It- it's just unfair that so many misdemeanors equal a felony. 
You're just a victim of bad math. That's all it really is when you think it it's when you, when you think of it that way. Uh but the point is you do need a clap back guy. So some of the and we're gonna get to more calls, but some of the people we've heard of you know, there's some RFK Jr. support out there, some Joe Manchin support. Like, Tim Scott is good for the Republicans because the Democrats are going to call whoever the nominee is racist for nine months anyway. And it's going to kind of look funny if they're saying it to a black guy. No? Absolutely. It's not going to work out at all. That will benefit them. That will be a great – I think that's I think that's probably the best go. Uh-huh. Either that or he's got to bring back DeSantis and then give him his self-esteem back. Because <laughs> he, he just crushed the man's self-worth? <laughs> yes, because he had it for so long. And he was doing good, and he was really good at, and he was really good at going back at the press. Yeah, it was. And the only thing that kind of destroyed him a bit was Trump. Yeah. So I think if Trump gets him back in the ring, maybe trains him like Rocky, he can kind of be, you know, his Apollo Creed. <laughs> <laughs> and then they can team up, and that could kind of win. Are you suggesting this is like the Rocky Three moment when Rocky hits the bag, and out of, in the shadows you hear Carl Weathers go, that's not the way you do it. And he walks in, <laughs> and he's like, Apollo? And then they like he decides he's going to train him? Are you telling me yes, DeSantis is taking his rage out on a bag right now, and Trump's going to parachute in in the high knee socks? That's exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying that... <laughs> <laughs> is, is not the most unbelievable part of the Rocky movies. People talk about the boxing and they talk about Drago and everything in that. But isn't the most far-fetched part of Rocky the moment where Stallone beats Carl Weathers in a foot race? That's got to be the hardest to believe part. <laughs> no no one than, buys the beach scene. Other than, and there's a, there's a great parody of it, but... The scene in Rocky, uh, I believe it's four, where he does fight Drago and Carl Weathers comes in. And, of course, he loses the fight. He ends up getting killed. Spoiler, but it's, you know, 30 mm. years old. <laughs> um, but when he comes in dancing, it, yeah. and there's a great parody where it's like, you know, I think the reason why he lost was he was so very winded from all the dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Drago's just standing there, and this guy's got fireworks, and he's doing a whole musical number. It's really the worst thing you can do before fighting one of the toughest opponents. <laughs> Dave Landau is on the line. And no, you know, you're right. No, no analysts really factor that into the equation. So then let me ask you this. Is there a world where Trump is doing too much dancing with all the fighting going on, or no, because Biden isn't doing any dancing at all? Oh, well, the problem is, is Drago just stood there, but Drago was Drago. Yeah. Drago <laughs> didn't just stand there because he didn't know where he was. <laughs> there, is that, there is that concern. I don't think there's a, bo a boxer in the history of boxing that has that much CTE. <laughs> Especially well, that's just been brought on through time. Yeah. Because by well, listen, Biden does say he was hit by corn pop. He claims he's taken the punches. Well, that's true. But will they let him bring a length of chain into the ring? <laughs> Maybe if only because it'll <laughs> hold him to something that's going to keep him upright. But I don't think well, he has a weapon. Though. That's true. He's, as I recall in that story, he's great at keeping blacks out of swimming pools. <laughs> that's what he actually <laughs> bragged about. He bragged yeah, about correct. he was denying the black youth the right to swim. And like yeah. back in 2020, we were like, you know, this isn't the good talking point you think it is.
he went and got a length of chain and went up against Corn Pop because he wanted him and his friends to swim. I, I, I don't see why we're on your side. And then they, you said that once they were in the pool, they wanted to play with your leg hair. And people were like, yeah, this guy won by a landslide. <laughs> Highest black turnout ever. The guy who bragged about yeah. denying black kids the right to go in the pool. No one who buys knew? it. No one buys yeah, it. Yeah, strange. Still not fit to stand trial. Totally fit to be leader of the free world. I love this so much. We're talking to Diamond Dave Landau. You can see him in Saratoga Springs this weekend. He's at the Comedy Works in Saratoga, New York. My upstate New York WIBX listeners, no excuse not to get over there. Finger Lakes Radio, gas up the Yugo. Go see Diamond Dave. Uh, one other thing I wanted to throw at you then while I got you. Did you watch uh, Fanny Willis last week with the, you know, kind of on trial for absconding cash so she could basically foot the bill at a Hot Sheets motel with her side piece? Yes, I did. Was it not very entertaining at the at the very to say the least oh it was absolutely entertaining and she's absolutely guilty <laughs> oh 100 percent. but the point i wanted to make is like <laughs> doesn't it like don't you when you see in these moments who actually can get a level of authority meaning she is a you know an attorney general right or district district attorney anyway uh who can get that level of gig you know because growing up you would just assume the people who wind up in these positions are like really revered people, like heightened intellects. And then you find out it's just an audience extra on the Wendy Williams show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Wendy's uh, too moral. She's got too much intelligence to hit that. Yeah, uh, it is sad. You would, you, it was people that you thought you could look up to and people yeah. that you thought had any sort of moral fiber. And then you realize it's the opposite. And yeah. that's what's kind of sad. Is you realize like oh it's like these these narcissists that are just willing to destroy everyone and everything around them and that's who kind of runs everything. Yep. And I wish I could make it happier, but that's just the sad truth. It's like a lot of people just be like I couldn't do that to someone else. I guess I can't have power. And these people are like oh give it to me. I'll hurt anyone. <laughs> and I'll blow off some steam in an hourly rate motel. With my, yeah, no worries. <laughs> it's, a, it's the greatest story in the world because the guy's getting paid cash. He has The guy is, like, legitimately investigating uh, a president, okay, which is a high level of investigation. This is a dude who previously did, like, car accidents. You know what I'm saying? So he clearly doesn't have the authority to do anything. Uh, but she gets the gig, cuts him in on the money, and they just start traversing the globe. And then she tried to, and I thought it was so fascinating, because she tried to, like, oh, no, you didn't her way out of this by getting onto the stand and just being defiant. But it was odd. Like, if you've ever watched anybody who's full of it, I think you know this and I know this, okay? The worst thing you can do if you're about to lie is wait pause for 45 seconds when you're responding to the question. Like if a cop pulls you over and goes, have you been drinking? If you wait 45 seconds to say no, he's pulling you out of the car by your hair, is he not? Absolutely. And also, if you wait that long and you don't just use the word, one word, no, that was her problem as well. Yeah. When you overly explain everything for far too long, yeah. it's, it, that is a, it's, a cure, it's a clear admission of guilt where you're just like, okay, how many beers have you had? 
Uh, I, I, well, you know, I had like half one here and then one over there. You know, not that many, maybe two. I think I had two, maybe even that. And then they're just like, okay, so you've had 16. Please step out of the car. And her testimony was essentially that, but with the hiccups. It's, <laughs> yeah. Except she didn't know numbers. <laughs> it was a good. It was. It was fun. But you know, you learn things. Uh, who knew the district attorney got paid in singles? Yes, it's, it's good to know. Um, and who knew those people investigating the president and just had such? They, they get caught doing this. It's like yeah. you have no ability to do your job if you can't even hide this. Yeah, I mean that, that's a great point. She's hiding an affair. Okay, which you'd think if you're her, a district attorney, okay, that I would think more than anything is something you should be able to handle, no? Absolutely. You can't handle a private private thing like an affair. It's insane to me that that, you couldn't keep that under wraps. So it's like, so you can literally keep nothing in. (laughs) What a bad look for the country. Terrible. That's what I mean. And they they were doing it in cash, which makes it even worse because cash, I would think, gives you a leg up. Yes, you would assume there'd be no paper trail, but somehow they proved cash. Unbelievable. That's it's you know, listen, I I, Jenny pays our pool guy in cash. She knows. Uh, Yeah, my my wife does the same. It's odd. It's it's so odd they want to pay the personal trainer in cash all the time. <laughs> I know. I don't even have a pool. <laughs> where is where is this gym that's open at one in the morning, honey? This is odd. You get another workout session? This is odd. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, just says Dan's gym open from one to one thirty. <laughs> apparently this guy is training out of a Honda Accord hatchback. This is a weird training res- regimen. <laughs> Great. Good stuff. Bizarre. Oh, she's never looked better. Uh, Dave Landau, I'm sending everybody to the Comedy Works, my man. I'll talk to you over the weekend. And just confirm for my audience, when are you back on the TV show? I believe March 7th. Oh, let's go. That's a big win for the American people. All right, rock and roll. We'll see you on the telly. Uh, Good luck this weekend. All right, my friend. Thanks for having me. Love you, man. The great Diamond Dave Landau. Uh, We're going to get right back to your calls on this vice presidential thing. But we took a quick sidebar into Fannie Willis territory because I needed to get a comic's take on that. If only because if you watched her testify and if you're a comic, the reason um, you succeed as a comic for real. People use the adage, read the room. But the truth is, as a comic, you have to lead the room. Okay, meaning you read it. Okay, you know what's going on. You know who's there. You know what the energy is. It's your job to change it, to bend it to your will and to be, you know, adamantly in charge. Okay, and we become so good, so good at body language because we see things happening at tables that we know we're going to have to address in real time. And comics watched Fannie Willis last weekend and straight up were like, oh, my goodness gracious. I mean, Fannie, you are so full of it's impossible not to look away once you see that on a person. And again, I know I talked about it as being like a black eye for the justice system to have somebody that that was that shamefully deceitful, you know, sitting there before the world declaring her innocence when anybody with any self-respect was like, oh, I get it. They got this woman, you know, deer in the headlights type of a thing. Um, And that's the truth. And hearing it from a comic, you know, when you have an idea 
and you like the idea, but hearing it from any other person you consider to be competent, they agree with you, and now you're like, I love this idea. That's where I'm at on Fannie Willis. Uh, Let's see if you guys can sway me on the VP pick. Right back to your calls after this. The show that's not afraid to hit the road. The stars at night are big and bright. Big and bright. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Still trying to figure out who the VP for Donald Trump should be. I got to tell you right now, there is a tie between Tim Scott and Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, I don't know that this next caller is going to break it. Chuck is in Texas. Yo, Chuck. How's it going, Jimmy Fallon? It is going. I'm getting ready to come down to Dallas in June, man. How about that? Unlike Patty, I still I, I don't love you because I'm still mad at you from uh, January 10th when Jeff Beck died. Because two days later, Lisa Marie died and you never brought Jeff Beck's name up. Is that true? It is true. I did not know that. That's crazy. I'm a big, uh, as you'd imagine, pretty big Elvis fan over here in the Fela house. But uh, was I even on the radio? I don't know. But the point is, there's so yeah, many better I'm, reasons to be mad at me than this. But what do you think? <laughs> I know. Um, I would throw a new wrench into the vice president. I would pick one for two years and pick another for two years. Um, I don't know why they don't do that. That way you get more of an effort to reach more voters. I'd go with Larry Elder, and I'd go with Nome. Larry Elder and Christy Nome. Okay, now under the current rules, you can only have one VP. So which one would you pick if you had to? Larry Elder. You say Elder. So Elder gets his first vote of the pageant. I like the idea, Larry Elder. He's a really sharp guy. And, um, again, he pushes back against the whole Democratic you know, narrative that we're all just a bunch of crazy right racists. But what's funny is they did it to him in California and got away with it. Well, I I don't know why his name's not being brought up. It was for a long time. Yeah. But no. lately it hasn't been. Well, now that you mentioned it, I mean, you carry a lot of weight nationally. So we'll see if Trump responds. OK. I hope so. <laughs> Great call, Chuck. Uh, uh, I will be in Dallas. I can confirm June 7th. Is there any chance we see you at the Majestic? Uh, I don't know. I'm involved with some uh, semi-pro, I guess be the best way, dark tournaments going on, and I may have commitments. But otherwise, I might. Well, listen. He's offered such a great thing. Mm -hmm. Drive us up there and everything from Tyler. Yeah, it's a win. But the way my crowd drinks, you can't bring darts around. Not safe. Uh, that's a good idea. We also <laughs> got a great place in Tyler called Stanley's for your ribs next time. You're oh, I'd love to go to Stanley's. Let's talk about it. All right, Chuck, you win. Great call. We'll see you soon. Uh, Steve is in Texas. Uh, we'll stay in Texas. Steve-O, what's happening, man? Jimbo, how you doing? My, you know, I'm doing, my man. Uh, it's a silly day today. I'm letting the callers kind of run this show. Uh, but we do need <laughs> we do need a VP to be second in command. Who do you suggest? Okay, well, first of all, let me just say this. I need you to fix radio for me because uh, oftentimes I'm listening to you while I'm driving and Mm -hmm. I don't have the opportunity to call in. I have pulled over and given you this time. This hour is for you. Oh, thank you. I'm flattered, uh, man. Yeah, but what I need is a like button. Is there some way that I can be listening to the radio and just hit like when I hear you say something so you can get my response and you'll know, (laughs) hey. Steve liked it. I like that. If you could do that, it would be awesome because um, 
Anyways, I mean, every other form of media has it, right? And all the other social media outlets have that's, it. So. That's pretty funny. But if I gave you a like button, it'd only be a matter of time before they gave me a dislike button, and then I'd be in trouble. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Give me a uh, really quick have... so I don't lose you. Give me a VP really okay. quick. All right, so Hunter Biden. <laughs> and, and this is why. This is why. Really quick. Okay, you know, he can he, he can help with fundraising, uh, insider info, and who, 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 who better? Steve to, picked Hunter uh, Biden get... because Hunter's a dirtbag. <laughs> Live from everywhere, USA. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Is it ever? Man, oh boy, oh man, we are fired up over here. Uh, to bring you a big hour of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Now, I should tell you that I have Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen on the show at the tail end of the hour, but long before he hits the stage, we got a lot of opening acts. We opened up the phones today to figure out who you'd want as Trump's VP if and when he clinches the Republican nomination. And so far, uh, we are in a dead heat between Tulsi Gabbard and Tim Scott with some support for Byron Donald's. Sarah Huckabee, Sand- Joe Manchin got two votes. Kennedy uh, from the Fox Business Network also getting a vote. Are you stupid or something? Stop it. She'd be phenomenal. 888-788-9910. Uh, tell me who you want. Uh, the way this show works, as you know, you're not, we're not in the make you agree with the host business on this show. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are. No, ma'am. Uh, but the one thing uh, we are trying to accomplish in this hour is I'm just trying to get a feel for what the country thinks would help Trump win. That's the point. What do you think would round out the ticket in a way that could get him over the top against Joe Biden, uh, a guy who at right this current presently constituted moment is the lowest polling president in history. Oh, I'm in trouble. Okay. Lowest polling president in history. Biden is such a disaster. A lot of people feel that way. So that being said, it's an uphill climb for Trump, if only because he brings in some very high negatives himself. So getting this thing over the top, if in fact you're voting Republican, uh, it certainly, certainly would help to have a VP that fills in the blanks. Uh, what are you focused on? I guess that's what we'll find out in this hour. 888-788-9910. Chantel is listening on KSEV down in Houston. Hey, Chantel. Hey, Jimmy. I am doing? never going to be able to look at the Last Supper again without laughing my fool head off. <laughs> About Pelosi? Yes. Oh, my God. She's a good She was a Nancy Pelosi was a fine waitress at the Last Supper. You yes. got to respect it. <laughs> Anyway, um, my pick for Trump's vice president, um, it needs to be somebody who is the strength to Trump's weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Now, um, Trump's weaknesses are that he's obnoxious and disliked. Mm-hmm. And so, so he needs a Ben Franklin to his John Adams. Okay. And uh, so I would like to suggest Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana. <laughs> because because we're – no, go ahead, go ahead. Well, he does have a very good plain-spoken manner that is efficient, colorful, and entertaining. Uh, is, that yes. what, is that why you'd recommend him, or is there more to it? Well, he makes you feel good. 
<laughs> Whoever you are, he makes you feel good mm-hmm. when you listen to him. Mm-hmm. And um, now, so does Trump, but only to people who really, really like Trump. Okay. So you. Whereas yeah. I think, yeah, I think um, Kennedy has some some spread. Mm-hmm. He he has some reach outside of just the pure MAGA people. Uh, I, I think people recognize humor who, no matter who they are. Well, listen, you said a lot. I, I don't think you're wrong in the in the sense that he's a good communicator, and I think people would get him. Uh, it's the first vote. He's going he's gonna to need some extra support, but you might have just swayed the American people, Chantel. Stay tuned. You could be a trendsetter, girlfriend. Be well. Sounds fun. Hey, come to Houston sometime. I'm working on it. I want to go, go, go down there. My man owes me, uh, Brandon Cruz owes me barbecue at Damon's Barbecue, just a few minutes south of Houston. So you may see me down there collecting spare ribs one of these days. I'll keep you posted. There she goes. She likes... John Kennedy, who's kind of made a name for himself uh, over the course of the past few years because he's pretty plain spoken when it comes to clapping back against the Democrats. You know, like, do you remember when they wanted to defund the police? Look, if you hate cops just because of the cops, the next time you get in trouble, call a crackhead. (laughs) He's good, man. The man is good. All right. Back to the phones. Uh, let's, wow, I'm going to be in Idaho F- Falls next Friday, so let's go to Alex, uh, who is in Idaho Falls right now. Hey, girl. Hi. How you doing? I'm doing good, just driving up to school. Well, I'll be in your hood next Friday if you're not at happy hour getting tanked with the kids. <laughs> I don't drink, but I would still love to go to the show, though. <laughs> I love that, Alex. All right, good. And I like that you don't drink, uh, because the people who drink too much wind up in radio, and you don't want to wind up there. <laughs> Uh, who's... I mean, hey, still having a good time. I love that about you. Who do you think the VP should be? Um, I'm torn between the vague or um, Tulsi. Ooh, Tulsi has a lot of support today. I didn't realize <laughs> she was as popular as she was. Like, I know she's great. I, I work with her here at Fox quite a bit. Uh, but I, I'm genuinely surprised by this. I thought I thought the way this was going to go, I expected a lot of a vague. I expected some Tim Scott. Uh, I expected some Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I have been blown away by the Tulsi su- support. Um, <laughs> who would be your second choice? If it was Vivek, you said? Yes. Ooh, Vivek, you're the first person to nominate Vivek, as prominent as he's been. Um, well, glad to be the first. <laughs> look at that. You're a trendsetter, Alex. Uh, we, you're, you're our first sober listener. You're our first Vivek <laughs> nominee. We love you for it, girlfriend. We'll see you in Idaho Falls. Right on. Hope to see you there. Oh, thanks. Have a great one. Uh, there she goes. The great Alex who puts Vivek on the board. Uh, Tom is in the Lake of the Ozarks. He's a sharp caller. Let's see what Tom has. Tom. Dude. My man. Listen, you need to come back, number one. We're working on it. Number two. Mm-hmm. You just uh, you ask what would make Trump more appealing. Mm-hmm. Shut his mouth. Yeah, that's good. Yo, you're not wrong. That uh, old, These trials might help him because they keep him away from a microphone for a little while. Right. But, you know, uh, I'm torn between Haley and uh, uh, and Tim Scott. Okay. Uh, Haley for the, the, you know, the woman vote. Plus, she's, um, uh, you know, Mer- she has Merit Dominion in her. Yep. Um, you know, there, there's several different things there. Plus, she's pretty doggone sharp. Yeah. And if Trump doesn't, if Trump's not careful, she's going to take it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, Tim Scott is probably 
hands down. If Trump can keep his mouth shut, um, you know, and then, you, like you said, you got Huckabee. Huckabee uh, just absolutely made Trump look yeah. like a rock star. She did. Uh, I so, listen. I think the I think they're all solid picks, but I think you're speaking to a, an issue no one has voiced yet. That if you can get a VP that can make positive headlines, it'll help because Trump a lot of times make commits unforced errors, where he has the news cycle on his side and he says something controversial and stupid, and then all of a sudden we're focused on that for seventy two hours. So if you uh-huh. if you get a good VP who's making headlines in their own right, it would probably help him a great deal. So I'm going to put you down as a Haley-Scott combo, which slightly (laughs) alters the matrix. Good stuff, man. And, yes, we're working on getting back to your hood soon. The great Tom. Tom is very sharp. And, you know, listen, he says Trump needs to, you know, be careful with his mouth. Wrong. It's tough because in a lot of ways it's baked into the cake and you expect Trump to say crazy things. But Tom's not wrong. When it comes to getting independence, when it comes to getting women, okay, the Trump baggage becomes a liability if it's not carefully curated. That's where I think a female VP is either super helpful or you got to go with a black guy like Tim Scott or Byron Donald. You've got to take a lane of attack away from the Democrats. And where they traditionally like to attack Trump is by calling him racist, which he's not. Okay, they'll call him a misogynist, which he is not. Okay, but the point is having a surrogate for his campaign that happens to be on the ticket really does cut off that lane of attack in the event that Trump puts himself in a bad spot. Uh, But let's get to more of your analysis, not mine. Mac is in Washington, D.C. He's right in the swamp. Yo, Mac. Um, Jimmy, nice to talk to you again. First of all, I want to say you're killing it, man. Congratulations on the new show. I knew that was coming after seeing you host Gutfeld for the first time. Oh, wow. Hot damn. Thank you. Yeah, man. I mean, I, when I saw it, I said, you better not let Jimmy host that show anymore. Gutfeld's going to be out of a job. So, <laughs> oh, you, you got your own show. Stop it. Uh, no, I like hosting his show more than mine because I look taller and skinnier sitting on his booster seat. Damn right you just. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Who's the VP, man? What do you think? You know, I, ha- I know it's not going to happen, but I would really like to see Ron DeSantis, and, and it's for a number of reasons. One, mm-hmm. He's a veteran, and as yep. a Marine, Jimmy, it's, it's hard for me to, to, to accept a commander-in-chief or anybody in those two offices that are willing and able to, to you know, order men and women to their deaths when they, they don't have any concept of it because they haven't served in the military. Yeah. So having him there and having him there for the, for the four years, uh, just grooming him and getting him ready for 2028, because I think that's where he's going to be, mm-hmm. I think that's the right choice. And I think that his, although his personality is not, the favorite personality. It's definitely not as abrasive as uh, as the Donalds. So yeah. the that Sanders... would be my pick. But I think I think it's going to be Tim Scott, and I don't have a problem with that at all. All right, kick it. Oh, we'll, right. we'll take. I'll, I'll put you in the DeSantis tally. I think he'd be super competent. I think he is going to hold out to twenty eight because he has such a good record. He's going to wind up uh, in, being a Republican nominee anyway. I think. But uh, good analysis, yeah, Mac. I agree good, with you. good good stuff as always. And thanks for having excellent taste in television as well. <laughs> My man, uh, 888-789-9910. Uh, getting to your calls, who the VP should be. Logan is down in Destin, Florida. Yo, Logan. Hey, Jim, how you doing? I'm doing, man. Uh, so far, this analysis is all over the map. We've had, between you and me, we have had three, five, six, seven, nine, eleven. We've had 15 different picks. Uh, the leads right now, Tulsi's ahead of Tim Scott by one, but you might throw that up. What do you got? 
Yeah, well, first, uh, with the last caller, I hope we keep uh, Ron in Florida because he's a oh, really yeah. good um, governor. Yes. And I like to keep him here. I agree with let you. Let him go to the next one. I agree, yeah. I agree and with he you. he did really good here. And, uh, let me ask yeah, you this, Logan, as a guy who is pro-DeSantis as a governor. Um, do you see him as being smart to wait till 2028, if only because he doesn't have to hitch his political fate to somebody else? Yeah, them two fighting it out, I don't think that was really uh, wise. Okay, good call. I, I agree, and I think DeSantis for 28, I think he's positioned pretty well, depending on how this plays. But who, uh, so if no oh, yeah. DeSantis, who takes the gig? I like uh, Kerry Lake, and I'll give you uh, like uh, five good reasons okay. really fast. Mm-hmm. I have like multiple groups on different websites, and anytime you throw up Kerry Lake online, mm-hmm. they jump all over it. Hearts and thumbs ups on like Facebook, okay. they go insane for Kerry Lake. Kerry. Second, uh, uh, you put her as like the opposite of um, you know the laughing uh, Kamala, Kamala Harris, but yeah, Kamala. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. even like saying her name. <laughs> But anyway, uh, she would go the opposite. They try. They can't call her racist. They, uh, she's a woman. She, they can go on woman issues. She's right on the border. Mm-hmm. So I mean, she knows what to do. You put her as a, uh, you know, the Cesar or mm-hmm. the uh, border Cesar. She would uh, jump right on that. She's been in media. She can handle the media. She knows what to do. She was an anchor. She could speak a whole lot clearer as a VP versus what you got right now. Oh yeah. I mean, she, yeah. I mean, uh, there's so much on there. She's running for Senate, but I mean. I, I like to see her as a senator, but if you you can have her as a VP, she's already been in Mar-a-Lago. She she's right there next to Trump so many different uh, times. You see her, yeah. you know, they don't even show her on the news. But yeah. I mean, if you actually see her online, I mean, she likes Trump. Trump's likes her. I mean, if they don't keep uh, you know just constantly yep. bashing her online or, or on the news, I, I listen. I, I think it's going to be really interesting. I think I think. Um... His list, Trump's list, the one he talked about with uh, Ingram the other night, uh, I think the top women are Christy Noem and Tulsi Gabbard from what I read. But Lake brings a lot of energy to the ticket, so you couldn't dismiss her. Uh, good analysis all around, man. Logan, I'll, I'll be down in Florida soon. We'll hang, man. All right. I appreciate it. Be well. The great Logan with some great analysis. Uh, quick break. Back to your calls. It's the show that 9 out of 10 listeners voted the best host on radio. I don't want to say that they were dumb, but... They were dumb. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. All over the phones today. My goodness gracious. For the easiest radio day of my life. I just came on the air, handed it off to you guys, and you have absolutely crushed it. Uh, we're trying to figure out who Trump's VP should be. Jordan is in Longview, Texas. That's KTBB territory. Jordan. What's second, Jimmy? My man. A uh, lot of fun today on the show. Definitely giving the game ball to the callers today. I've done nothing. It's been a great listen, actually. Oh, good. Well, that's good. You get to hear what the rest of the country's up to. It's nice to know you and me aren't the only crazy people, right? Uh, you know, I, I know quite a few, actually. So, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, if you're in Longview. They're pretty, uh, pretty sane around these parts of Texas. Yeah, they are. They're good eggs out there in East Texas. Who do you think the uh, VP is? Man, I got to say Vivek. Ooh. The, the swamp filled back up, you know, as soon as Joe Biden took over office. And uh, I feel like he's the only one that's got the cojones to help Trump drain it. Wow. Uh, he asked all the right questions. And, uh 
Man, he's really piqued my interest. I like the guy a lot. Whoa! Vivek making a late charge. Listen, he's a phenomenal communicator. And I think to be on the Trump ticket, you're going to need to be. Because the media is going to try to take so many unorthodox angles of attack that you need to have a clear-spoken guy who can push back. I think that's a big well, asset. That, they don't have anything they can attack him for. Yeah. He's done no wrong so far. But, well, listen, they'll find something. They call Tim Scott a white supremacist. He's black. <laughs> <laughs> they'll try. Jordan, uh, great call, man. Uh, I'm coming to Dallas. Maybe try, try to come hang out in Dallas, Jordan. It's going to be a rowdy night. Man, I'll, I'll try. I, I, I stay booked up most weekends myself. Yeah, I, I would imagine. Guy like you. But uh, listen, if you get a shot, uh, there's plenty of room for you in the, uh, in the, in the party bus. We'll work it out. Be well. Uh, Rod is in Michigan. Yo, Rod. Jimmy, love the show, my man. How about it? Laugh to keep from crying. (laughs) Uh, That's funny. Um, I got to go. Thinking ahead, uh, I love the Beck for for all the reasons you mentioned. And then thinking ahead um, for the next president. I think he would just uh, get sharper, sharpen his axe, and be ready for eight years uh, after 12. Well, you're in a you're in a big swing state, so your vote should almost call, uh, count double. Uh, it's a late what? rally for Vivek. It was it was Tulsi in the lead with Tim Scott. Uh, I'm gonna say Vivek might pull this thing out. Holy hell! Uh, he didn't. I know Vivek has a lot of money. He didn't put you up to this, did he? Well, I'm gonna say, as you know, I, I am in Michigan, and we, we know up here, it's uh, who counts those votes is uh, very important. <laughs> So maybe instead of it being the VP, you need Vivek working at a voting precinct. Is that what you're telling me? Uh, that's what I'm telling you. <laughs> Good call, Rod. Uh, stay warm, man. I know everybody's freezing up there, but we'll do this again. All right, brother? Great man, call. Got- Love you, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, woo. Mac is out in Wyoming. Yo, Mac. Hey, Jimmy, buddy. My man. That last caller was wall wet. He's in Michigan. How can he not like Ooh. my girl, Tudor Dixon? Whoa, Tudor gets on the board. Uh, You're going to think I'm a genius, Jimmy, but she's coming out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You can't negative campaign her until she's the woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, she gave Whitmer a good run. She did. She's going to bring in a swing state. She's going to bring in the women. The ladies love her. Uh, it's a no-brainer. Listen to me. Tudor is Phenomenal. She's on my TV show this Saturday night. She's going to be on the panel. And uh, she is phenomenal. She's super smart, super funny. Uh, my producers say she's easy on the eyes. I don't know. I only pay attention oh, yeah. to women for their intellectual contributions. But uh, I think she'd be a phenomenal pick. I'm going to I'm going to see what she thinks on live TV. I'll ask her. I'll say Mac wants to know. I'll get you an answer. How about that? Get her out here to Bighorn. Bighorn oh, Mac's just trying to get a date out of this deal. We love you, Mac. Good call. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. They're playing Enter the Dragon. That can only mean one thing. Joining us now on the show, the Bruce Lee of the Senate, Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen is here to break some boards. What's happening? What's going on, Jimmy? You get, I don't know who you who you bribed on my staff. You get the best intro music. Enter the Dragon? 
Well, it's because you know they get a choice to to uh, to you know to pump me up or bring me down, and they choose to bring me, bring us up. So we got a good show. Oh, I see. So they're saying you need all the help you can get as all a guest. All the help, yes. It's like my wife. No. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's my for me. Good for you. I'm laughing. Well, you're breaking up a wild party on the radio. I've been taking calls about who Trump's VP should be. Uh, if only because I think you would agree uh, Trump's probably wrapping up this nomination. No. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What do you think the Haley thing is? Like, what do you think's going on there? Because she doesn't well, seem like she's going away. No, Nikki's not going to go away. She's, she, you know, she's banking a scorched earth position here. And, and if I were to really dig in deep with my thoughts, I would think that um, there's a lot of people, Jimmy, that just don't like Trump. And what's, honest, what's odd to me is it's the ones that typically have a lot of money. Yeah. They don't like him. I think it's I think it's because the measuring contest of the yeah, wallet yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, is really what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. But I, I believe that if you if you really get into um, what it's all about, I believe what you find is that Nikki Haley is being being financed by these individuals. And they're saying, hey, stay in the race. Um, just, you, you know, you get cause as much problems as you can for Trump. And, um, and when, when the fight's over, the fight's over. And I think maybe that's why she's even saying as far as, as long as this is happening, it it doesn't make any sense why she would call a news conference about the state of the, uh, her presidential race Mm -hmm. and then say she's still in the fight. It it just, there's no (laughs) rhyme or reason. She's going to lose in her home state and any elected official knows that is, that is the absolute positive death knell unless you're a president because if you lose your own state, you become the vice president. I don't know how that yeah. works. <laughs> it is weird that it works that way. Yeah. But I just I just need to find these people with all the extra money to throw around then. That's what I took out of what you just told me. Yeah, but I, I truly do think that's it. Someone's funding her campaign. Mm-hmm. So do you, think it's, do you think it's guys that can send $100 to her or yeah. $5 to her, these people are given what they can give. It's yeah. people that can write a $5,000 check to her campaign and then write a $200,000 check to her super PAC or start a super PAC for a million dollars, and they and it doesn't even phase them. Yeah, There's no one that's really looking for an investment and a candidate is donating to her at this time. That's a great point. So we're talking to Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen. Uh, the Bruce Lee of the Senate uh, from this day forward. Um, I prefer Chuck Norris, but we'll go with Chuck You know, Norris. no, you know what, though? No, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, you would yeah. be the Chuck Norris. You could be yeah. a Delta Force Chuck Norris type dude. <laughs> See? I'm, I'm, it's yeah. all about the spin-offs. Both have strong beards. Thank you. Very, you got a strong beard game. I will give you that as well. See? There you go. Uh, I stand corrected on that. Well, since we're in that vein of of battling and combat and everything in between, where are we on this aid situation? Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, so it's you people. There's two things about the aid package. There's lethal and there's humanitarian. Mm -hmm. And uh, and there's a lot of different groups on this. Right. So you got the guys that want to support Ukraine. And they really don't care about Indo-Pacific. They really don't care about the border. And uh, and they're kind of oh-hum about Israel. And I put most Democrats in, in that category. Mm-hmm. Then you got Republicans that are border, 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 and they are more isolationist. And they don't really care about uh, Indo-Pacific, Israel, mm-hmm. or um, uh, or, or oh, uh, Ukraine. Ukraine. Okay. And then you have the guys that are just all Israel. So the, the package has to be together for that purpose. So now how do we get it past center? And uh, there's a group that's working, uh, and I'd say a group of us, that are working on doing a really skinny down version that says, listen, we're going to do lethal aid 
um, to Ukraine, which the biggest chunk of the lethal aid by the tune of probably 80 mm-hmm. percent is, is our own defense system and replenishing our, our munitions. Okay. And then you have the Indo-Pacific, which is lethal aid only, and then you have Israel that will have um, – will be lethal aid with a small amount of humanitarian aid mm-hmm. uh, that, that could be there. And then you got to look at the border and what can we get done in the border – that is non-controversial that democrats would be willing to sign and that republicans would be willing to support and really you got to look at title 42 jimmy yeah Uh, title 42 is kind of the remain in mexico status uh, that when you claim asylum you don't get automatically pushed into the united states which is exactly what the biden administration did Mm -hmm. and does uh, which is the opposite of what even Obama did and most definitely what Trump did. Mm-hmm. And so you have to remain in Mexico while you're, you're waiting your six to eight years to have your asylum hearing, yep. uh, which most of them won't do that. And and so that's – and because we have to do something. You've heard yeah. me talk about this. Yep. We have we have a federal obligation to to Ukraine because of Budapest memorandum signed in December of 94 mm-hmm. that said we would be there for them. Yet they gave up their nuclear arsenal, yep. and and we 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 convinced them to give it up because they'd rather have us standing with them, and that's how powerful the United States is. A country that has a dangerous uh, neighbor, which is Russia, would rather have the power of the United States standing with them than nuclear weapons. Yep. And uh, and so we have an obligation to. We just got to figure out how to move how to move forward and get off center. And it's going to be jumbled up, my lord. When we get back there, keep in mind we get back next week. Yeah. And in in March 1st, which is Friday, if we don't have a funding bill, we go into government shutdown. And if we don't have another one done by March 8th, which is the following Friday, we go into the full government shutdown. And so now you're you're talking about – as I've said before, Congress works really good on deadlines, and that seems like what what we're doing right now. We're going to work right against the deadline and see what happens. Well, I guess you got to enjoy the rest of the break then because you're coming in hot next week. Yeah, uh, are, are you staying in shape or are you getting fat over the break? Where are you? No, I was actually in Indianapolis last night. I'm sitting in a, a conference room at right. the DFW airport right now. And this morning I got up and did 100 burpees, oh. uh, 220 push-ups, Good 100 crunches, and right. I don't know how many squats. I'd say All right. a couple hundred squats. All so, right. no, <laughs> I'm not wanting you to catch me, man. I, 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 I know you're working <laughs> hard. Yo, they are starving me for TV player. You think they're li- – I have a shock collar on right now. I well, can't even – You know, TV, you're looking pretty good on your show, right? I, I mean, the TV yeah. adds 10 pounds, and you're yeah. looking pretty skinny up there. And listen, I'm, I'm holding it together, but like I said, the way it works is when you get a big TV show on the biggest TV network in the world, they bring you into like a dark room and they're like, all right, the good news is you got a TV show. The bad news is pizza. <laughs> like you're never eating it again. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? What do you mean? And then they actually assassinated my pizza delivery guy in front of me. He's gone. There's nothing I can do. So uh, I'll keep holding it together for you on the TV. Uh, good luck, man. We'll talk to you soon, but keep playing good ball, brother. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. We talk love you. Everybody. Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen. Yep, it's a true story. I am wearing the shot collar as we speak. There it is. Just mentioning food, they give me a few volts. So we're figuring out the VP. That's been the focus of today's show. Uh, We're going to keep that ball rolling. Teresa in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Teresa! Hey, girl. Hey, girl. How you doing, boo? It's it's been so long. I figured you missed me uh, more than you know. It's it's it's. A wonder, I know. It's a wonder I can even get through a broadcast in the shape it, I'm in. It's amazing. Come on. <laughs> no, I've been listening to you every day. I've been watching you. Got the DVR set. Oh, I love that. Um, are yeah. you are you enjoying the Saturday night show? It's a good hang, right? 
It's awesome. Oh, it's great. Good. I have nothing better to do on a Saturday night. Me neither. <laughs> it's luck would have it. <laughs> that works out well for both of us then. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> who is uh, who, who is the VP in Teresa World in Grand Rapids, well, Michigan? Who would be the VP? I would be the best, of course. Clearly. I, clearly. Um, and I really like the Tudor Dixon because he's got a great point it would bring in Michigan. Yep. But here's the question that I have because Gnome is uh, my number one. Okay. But here's the question. When I was listening to the Lauren Ingram Trump mm-hmm. uh, town hall the other night, he said – when she was asking him about the VP, he's like, well, it really doesn't make a difference who I pick because that doesn't determine votes. Mm. I'm like, I don't, be- I don't yeah, I think, think so. I think it really matters in this race for him. I think it matters. really do. Big time. And you need somebody who can rough up Kamala in a debate because the truth is, you There's know. There's no debate with Kamala. I- <laughs> They're going to put her out there. What are you <laughs> so does that mean you're going gnome? I'm going gnome um, just because I, I really liked what Trump said about, you know, the person I pick is going to be the person who's going to be the next president. Wow. And, and nope. he's not wrong. And he's going to win with that mentality. Yeah. You know, one of his strengths in his first term was he had he was he surrounded himself with the best people. Yeah. Oh, then a lot of those best people bailed and wrote tell-all books, and they hate each other now. So he has a – I know they they seemed like the best at the time, (laughs) but they they were the best the way a goldfish is when you first get it home from the carnival. (laughs) Then, you know, by the time you get home with a fish tank, we've already flushed it down the toilet and told the kids a story about how it went to swim with its family. Uh, Teresa, you still got a girlfriend. It's been a while, but you got right back on the phone like we never broke up. Thank you very much. Thank you, girlfriend. I'll see you on the TV Saturday night. Let's go. Uh, I love Teresa. She's always funny to me. Uh, Richard is in Idaho Falls. I'll be there next Friday. Richard. Hey, a week from tomorrow, I'll be there. Hot damn. It's going to be rowdy. Absolutely. Hey, I like Christy Noem for three reasons. Okay. One, she was a really good governor, especially during COVID. Mm Mm-hmm. Number two, she's term limited. She can't run again. Okay. And number three, she is really easy on the eyes. <laughs> well, I have to tell you, that's not nothing. Like in the Instagram age and in the fact that, you know, she is probably what a lot of people would consider an attractive woman who happens to be very sharp. That's a huge asset, with, especially for Trump, who has trouble with female voters. So I could yeah. I could see that being a good asset. Um, Absolutely. Um, who's your second pick, really quick, before I let you run? Oh, I guess DeSantis would be the, the choice. He's, you know what sucks about this, the DeSantis thing, and I, I get it. He's a great governor. He would be a phenomenal yeah. president. He ran into yeah. a tough one uh, in Trump this time around. But if somehow the Republicans don't win, I would expect DeSantis to be the nominee in 2028 because he is a super think, competent guy. Yeah. Good stuff. Oh, well, I think he will, no, no matter what. Yeah, you know, I like Tulsi, but she's too pro-choice. Yeah, I could. That could be a problem for her, like big time with evangelicals and conservative support. Um, but you know what? No, Christy Noem's a good pick. I'm gonna. I'll see if I can get her to the show next week. I'll tell her you're asking about her. But let, let me ask you a quick question: mm-hmm. Was book you've been push, pushing? Yep. Uh, I think millions of America are asking themselves the same thing I am. 
Are we just supposed to take your word for it that you know how to read and write? <laughs> no, that's why the book is out there. Oh. You, you're supposed to take Harper Collins's word for it. It's the biggest publishing house in the world. If they threw my name on a book, they had to know something. Long story short, they probably hired a really good ghostwriter. Is that what you're getting at? Good for you, well, Richard. Probably. Have yeah, a good one. My man. We love him. Quick break. We'll do a lightning round because I want a final tally. So if you're on hold, we're going to lightning round right through it after this. The show that leaves you without hope or change. I'm telling you, man, this stuff will poison your mind. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon bringing this plane in for a landing. And unlike Air Alaska, the door still on the side of the jet. Uh, I want to lightning ground your vice presidential picks to get a final tally, so we're going to make these calls quick. Tom is in Utica, New York on WIBX. Yo, Tom. Hey. Give yeah, me. We love you here in the 315. I, I just that. wanted to give you um, who I want for yep. the uh, give it to me. first pick for the VP. Uh, nobody mentioned him the whole show. I wanted to be the first one. But Vivek. Oh, Vivek you, want, you want to know something? So you're right. Yeah. He had nothing till about 15 minutes ago, and it snuck in before the guest. Vivek is now up to four. He's got oh, you. Good. You got some momentum. Those Utica Greens, it's winning your support, Tom. Uh, just, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we're known for our food around here. Yes, you are. Just, he's, he's my first pick. Well, he's good. Just keep the flock out of peepers, and you'll be fine, okay? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Love you, brother. Have a great one. Uh, really quick, Darlene is in Boston. Darlene, I'll be at the Schubert Theater May 18th. Oh, good, Jimmy. I'm going to have to get some tickets and get my gal pals to go. Whoa, I would love to hang with your gal pals. You stop it right now, Darlene. Oh. It's a thing. Let's work and on they're, it. They're all nurses, Jimmy, so if you crap out on the floor, we can save your life. Oh, wow. How about it? The, the naughty nurses to um, the rescue. Who's the VP? Yeah, so listen, so VP is DeSantis, and I say this because Trump will be in office for four years, okay? Mm -hmm. He's not going to be able to clean up everything. Okay. And then we get DeSantis for another eight years. So we have 12 years to clean wow. up this mess. Oh, all right. There's there's potential there. I, I think Don and, and, and Ron got to mend some fences. But if they hear it— now, I wrote a, I wrote a letter to President Trump telling him this. I love this. Well, tell him the nurses second what you said because I think they're both partial <laughs> towards nurses. Good stuff, Darlene. We yeah, love you. Old... Yep. We're all trauma nurses, Jimmy, so don't worry about anything. We're going to need you after this election. All right, good job. Derek's in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Derek, what do you got, my man? Hey. How you doing, brother? Yeah, I was originally going to say you for vice president. I don't think that would be a very good idea. No, God, but... no. Thank you. <laughs> so my second pick was going to be Vivek Ramaswamy. Daddy, so Vivek now one behind Tulsi. This has gotten interesting in the late going. Vivek is at five. Do you know we've had 18 different candidates, uh, 15 of which got multiple votes? This thing was a lot more spread out than I thought it would be. But uh, I'll tell Vivek he got the Derek vote. And just to confirm, Vivek is a billionaire. He didn't pay any of you guys to call in, did he? Nah. All right, just checking. I mean, if he did, I hope you got a lot of money. But, uh, Derek, great call. We love you. Uh, really quick, James is in Hawaii. James. Aloha, Kimo <laughs> I love you. What do you got, man? Well, I think it's going to be Sarah because she brings everything to the table that Tulsi does, and she doesn't bring the secret Christian-like religion baggage. 
<laughs> uh, listen, Sarah's great. I love her. I've had her on the show back in the day. And I don't doubt she did help Trump a lot with women. Uh, so you've got something there. But you know, I mean, what would you give me on Tulsi, knowing she's been, uh, you know, represented Hawaii? You're saying you're not a fan? No, she's a chameleon. She goes where she thinks she'll look the best. Wow. Uh, I've studied her running record and everything. She is a chameleon. Wow. Very and interesting. The only one she thinks about is Tulsi. Well, she's got a lot of support on this show. I don't know that it translates nationally, uh, but I appreciate well, that insight. Okay. I'll factor it into tomorrow's okay, analysis. Jimmy. Yep. Jimmy, that's okay. You got a lot of support on that show, too. <laughs> You're saying anybody can do it. James, we love you. Calling from 6,000 miles away to throw a pot shot at the champ in the bottom of the ninth. Curtis is in Tyler, Texas. Yo, Curtis. Yeah, very quickly, just want to let you know the dark horse and probably one of your best guests, Jenny Phelan should be vice president. Jenny. Lincoln should be... Uh, Yep. Uh, Lincoln should be the sergeant of arms. And that way, Jenny can tell the Senate, look, you guys don't straighten up. I'm going to have my husband call you out. Anyway. (laughs) I think Jenny could do the gig. Uh, I I do like this. I think her her only problem is she's married to me. And I think the American people will hold that judgment against her. But you're saying it could help. Curtis, I will send you the 50 bucks for this later. Good job. You did it just the way I needed you to. I'll probably get some when I get home tonight now because of that call. I love it when you talk dirty. Well, this is what I'm talking on the way out the door. Thank you for everybody who carried the show today. Uh, For real, Game Ball goes to the callers. You did a phenomenal job. For the purposes of our tallies, Tulsi, Vivek, and Scott would all be the VP. It can only be one of them. So we're going to have a duel live on the air tomorrow. Tune in. Don't miss it. I kid, but the show's over. Pay up. Get out. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a... Put the power of over 100 meteorologists and the worldwide resources of Fox in your hands with the Fox Weather Podcast. Precise, personal, powerful. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.